Hey, this is Higher Peaks. This podcast is supported by our listeners on Patreon. There you can become a patron with options of bonus content, including behind-the-scenes posts, messages, pics, shorts, raw unedited content, and even full episodes. You can influence future shows, have voting power, get exclusive rewards, and have patron-only giveaways. See full details on our page at patreon.com slash organrooted. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to the Dirt Show. I'm Higher Peaks, and this is Lady Sativa. Happy holidays, depending on if you celebrate that or not. Mm-hmm. But mostly just happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, so we're done with all our stuff with the plants. You finish up the trimming. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so glad you do that. Hours every I'm glad day. It's done. <laughs> we need to get it done. We have like 14 jars, mm-hmm. 14 strains, something like that. And so our canned goods are set for the winter. Hell yeah. All done. <laughs> are you are you really glad it's done, the trimming though? Seriously? Fuck yeah, I'm glad it's done. I was the only one that was doing <gasps> it. <laughs> I was watching. Yeah, you were. You're doing a you good were job. Playing video games. No, not all the time. Most of the time. It sounds like you have a little what do you call it? Like you have some Vendetta. resentment in your voice. It's called B for Vendetta. <laughs> Don't you remember the movie? So anyway, now that I'm in trouble officially, we just hope that you're having a good holiday. Obviously, if you're in Oregon, this state, Governor Brown shut us down to have more than, what, six people in the house or some shit? Yeah. <clears throat> it didn't matter to us anyways. I got more kids in the house than six. I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, sorry, kids, you got to go. They've got five of us together. We could only add one extra person. So right, Brendan coming over made it six. So we were set. I'm just like, I feel like a restaurant where it's a maximum capacity. Sorry, we got to kick some kids out. Yep. We're at maximum capacity. You have to stay outside. Yep. Keep your mask on six feet apart. Uh, a lot of people don't really care what Kate Brown has to say. No, a lot of people don't. No. So a lot of people don't care about this virus either. A lot of people don't care about the masks. And I'm probably, I mean, how are they going to enforce it? Like we talked about, we got neighbors that have more than like eight cars in their driveway. So. Yeah, just at a time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. So you can't call that, you know, I, I, I drove by a friend's house that had like seriously three broke down vehicles and three vehicles that ran. <laughs> Cops, this, you know, stops and says, hey, you got too many people here. No, just too many cars. And you're like, no, those are some <laughs> busted ass vehicles. There's only two people here. <laughs> Anyway, so we got, you know, we got everything in, uh, including a few seeds that are still need to be collected. Actually, that's our last thing to do. But other than that, all you mean that crispy tried ass plant in the backyard? Yes, there's seeds in it somewhere. Uh, yeah, I feel sorry for the people that are going to buy the place. 
They're going to have some volunteers. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, so some new news. We'll just get out there. No details because we don't know many either, but we're going to have to end up moving this whole operation mm. of living in a home. It's being sold, so we're moving. We've been here for quite a while. With that said, I do hope that they do have an interesting <laughs> season next year when they see I these lovely plants. I hope they just enjoy <laughs> this place buying it compared to <laughs> renting it. Those are tomato plants. They just look uh -huh. different. Right in the middle of the grass. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Send, if you don't want them, send us the... Maybe you, know, you shouldn't have bought a place right on Jackson. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. So. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're moving on. We're done with that. It's cold anyway as hell. So we're just smoking it now. And we smoked a lot of it already. Yeah. yeah. Hope everybody else is doing the same with theirs. We had a good year. Uh, everything came in, I think, one of our best years ever. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe not so much in volume little, I don't know. We didn't we got about as much as last year. Maybe, maybe a little more, less. more. Yeah. Last but, year stuff was really swag and come on. We sat on it up until this last year, up until we true. poured the stuff yeah. out, Yeah. which this year we're hitting things hard. The problem is, is we're hitting all the good stuff. Like we got the sweet skunk, which is damn near no, gone. You smoked all the sweet skunk. Let's clarify. So good. So Admit good. it. It is so good. It's very tasty. The best outdoor I've grown. One oh, of the best. Uh, and then Skittles is getting real anxiously close. Uh, we need to hide that. Yeah. And uh, but, you know, the mimosa almost gone. Chili Verde almost gone. So you can tell our favorites. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, well, but we got enough for the rest of your that's, that's for how sure. it fucking goes. But I'll tell you what I was talking to you about this. I'm just really glad that we're able to grow whatever we grow. I mean, it's it's just nice, mm -hmm. whether it's pandemic or the state you're living in or whatever. We've already saved hundreds of dollars. Yeah, we have. Uh, and that's just the beginning of this year. Yeah, so. thankfully. <laughs> so grow your own. <laughs> Definitely grow your own. If you can. Uh, and then briefly, how's, how's you got to go back to work now. The holidays, as far as days off, are over. We're yeah, back. heading back to Heroes. Trimming. Just got done uh, taking down two rooms. Or uh -huh. taking down a room. But five strains, four strains mm -hmm. in that room. Um, took us two days, no big deal mm -hmm. to take all that stuff down. Usually it would take about three for those big ass rooms, but <clears throat> now it's back to trimming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's cold. Oh, I'm fucking freezing all the time. People don't realize that, you know, it's 55 degrees in that room when I'm sitting in there. I'm just like, okay, my ankles are cold. Maybe I should wear longer socks. They could wash, you know, do they could run hash in there. It's so cold, you oh, know, they have so to refrigerate it. Just, just run their water the whole building there. is cold they have no hot water <laughs> i go to wash my hands i like leave the water running for a minute and then go to stick my hand under it's still ice cold i'm like yeah fuck this oh at least you have safe conditions yeah I, ocean I, knows all about it yeah i love the place it's cool <laughs> it's cool i can't wait to head back to talent yes and you mean back to work as back far as work. talent health Home. club yeah. it's it's still like you know is in the process so we are working looking for that towards that yeah last time we we're ran. not buying as many extracts and we're living off a lot more flowers so it's putting a damper in many ways last time i drove by we got word from the construction people that uh they um the or the building had been ordered and it would be there within five to six weeks now it's about three four weeks ago right so it should be here in the next two three weeks and we will have a building to start putting up and mm. We'll see where it goes from there. And then that's where OLCC shit comes around. And I have heard that uh, 
inspection for OLCC is a lot smoother than it usually is. <laughs> Did you want to mention that briefly that right now because of situations is a pandemic situation? Um, I don't know if it's pandemic situation or what, but there is the very fires. little inspectors that are working for OLCC. Hint, hint. So people, people like to get away with shit. Right. Unfortunately for you people that like to uh, already do this with even inspectors available. But um, for the people that are uh, really struggling with, you know, trying to make sure everything's tip top shape or uh, nervous about OLCC coming around or trying to get your building back up and are nervous about people coming around and how long it's going to take. OLCC just wants you to send pictures in right now and you are your own inspector. But I would, of course, check into it. And you, of course, need to uh, you need to make sure that you take certain pictures of everything that sure. it shows and that you need to be honest. And if you're not, then you can still get yourself into big fucking trouble. So yeah. honesty is key. Um, but, hey, you know, that helps for people that such as Talent Health Club that their building burned down. Yeah. And we don't, you know, getting... you. In order to add a safe into the building, you had to have an inspector come in and check it out before you could put any sort of product right. in you can, it. You can even move displays, right? We could not even move displays. So yeah. even moving a refrigerator from one place to the next, it was not impossible because they had to have exact for, floor plans of where everything product-wise was being sold right. or was being stored. So right now, it'll be nice. I don't know if we're going to build the store as it was and mm. because of the fact that that was already pre-approved by OLCC or if we're going to have it as similar to what it was as possible um, because we were planning on renovations before all this happened. Like literally the day the fire was happening, we were going to have somebody come in and talk about taking down a wall. Well, I'm, I hope it goes smoother. Um, I hope it does, too. <laughs> Let's hope for 420. That's in my mind. That's my goal. I want you guys to be like grand opening new THC 420. That would be fucking amazing. That would be like a 420 grand opening. That's like a party. four month cushion right now, you know, basically five months. But I mean, I think the biggest part is getting everything situated in the store I and product it. wise. Yeah, and getting all that shit in. Thank God that we have fucking awesome vendors that are willing to come back. Yeah, because I, I don't know the details. We don't have to talk about them. But, you know, there's bills that could be owed, you know, from product that's lost. It's not like insurance companies are dosing out cash for this lost product. And if you're a trustworthy uh, dispensary, then you will have stuff. Uh, you would have had, uh, you know, stuff that may have been owed. Right. Sure. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Before that. Sure. Yeah. And so, so you got to recover from don't. that. Some people do. Uh, a lot of places have to pay up front. Um, all the time and then some places are just like okay well you can't afford it this time well it's cool we'll still give you this flower and then you'll have to pay later but yeah. you know there are some things that we have to pay and you know we're good for it so of course it's going to get paid off but we have to be making money in order to pay back money let's just be glad we lost it in 2020 so that we can at least we can write it as COVID the fucked year fire yeah that's what i mean let's just let's get it all out let's choke it up just puke it all up, quit swallowing it, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> we need to get to the, the news. I don't want to get too far into. I can't wait for 2021 simply because 2020 will be over, but I'm not looking forward to anything different. Yeah, I'm well, it, things we'll will just change. See we'll, see. Where, we'll just see where things go. All right, so let's talk about Oregon because they got a couple things in the news with Oregon. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll let you start off with either one. I think you got a couple. Yeah. Um, uh, the first one I'll hit is going to be Oregon Parks ponder what drug laws mean for mushroom foragers. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm pretty sure you guys can figure out what all Jump this on means. It. Right? Okay. So Clackamas County, Oregon. Fall is a popular time for mushroom foraging in Oregon's forests. But now officials are trying to figure out what two recently passed drug measures means for state park where visitors might find psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, 109 and 110. Yeah. Literally. Voters approved Measure 109 earlier this month, which legalizes the use of psilocybin, uh, a psychoactive compound found in so-called magic mushrooms in therapeutic settings. Measure 110 (laughs) also passed and reduces the punishment for personal possession. Um, which uh, Of any drug to $100, which can be waived if the subject completes a health evaluation. It takes fake... It takes effect February 1st, people. It's not in effect yet. Not yet. Right. And but they're afraid of people jumping the gun, yes. which I'm we're going to follow up with an important article on that. But, uh, you know, of course, they're going to. jump. The yes. Gun. Anyways. So we are concerned that people will misunderstand what's happened with the ballot measures and think it's open season on mushrooms that have psilocybin in them. And that is very definitely not the case. Uh, Oregon Parks and Recreational Department spokesperson Chris Havel says what? So just so people know, obviously we're in the PNW and Pacific Northwest mushrooms grow abundantly here. Very abundantly. So there's a lot of them out there. And I just want to add to that, that uh, Washington is on a two track effort to allow psychedelic mushrooms. This is launching amid this bigger, broader drug decrim push like Oregon Colorado. I'm not surprised. It, it just seems like it's fallen like that. Colorado's in, always involved, generally first. We've got Oregon. Washington's always there. California's there. Right. This is just becoming a standard thing where all of this PNW states, you know, including, well, you know, outside Colorado, uh, are just leading that way. So, but following up with that. So basically, they want to give you accurate information about all this. So it said you'd be subject still to felony arrest if you go out and intentionally gather gather psychedelic mushrooms before these measures passed. Uh, Havel says, we just want to make sure we understand what enforcement is going to be doing. So in other words, you can still get the felony for this. Once they hear back from the OHA, Havel says that the Parks Department will update signs, brochures, and other materials with new information. Uh, mushroom foraging has steadily gained popularity over the years, but it's not without risks. Of course, there is <clears throat> not only the psychedelic mushrooms, but there's the poisonous mushrooms. Uh, so you can, and they're very easy to mix up. Uh, I've known this, you know, because I have, mm-hmm. I've got a mushroom book. I, you know, my parents had a mushroom book when I was growing up. They're very close, like brown to black caps, that different. Um, if you go out in the woods, you can find different caps than you would if you found them in dung. Mm-hmm. Cow manure mm-hmm. is where you'd normally find them. Uh, it says you have to know exactly what you're picking, what it use, uh, what its uses are, how to enjoy it without endangering yourself, as well as how to avoid taking risk in the outdoors. And some of these are more, uh, some of these more remote places. Even experienced mushroom pickers get lost in the wilderness. Um, of course. Of course, you can't always expect to know where you're going all the time. Commercial mushroom picking is prohibited in state land. Foragers are limited to one gallon bucket of mushrooms per day, just Mm. so you know, either way. Right. That's not going to be the case with the psychedelics. I doubt it. (laughs) If you can find them in the woods, good luck. 
I know that it's possible, but it is it's a lot more. In- well, I've seen a couple people on IG. Well, I've seen a couple people on IG that have that no places and they're picking quite a few. Yes. So. You got to know the places. Yeah. That's the point. Exactly. And you got to know which the difference between the two. And then leading into the second article, which is funny, I, I don't I'm not surprised, though, because I think this is going to be starting basically from the time that those passed. Basically, it's going to be the, the person you are involved with, the cop or the sheriff or mm-hmm. whatever, whoever. And you'll see in this next article, but bottom line is, it's like whoever you end up dealing with, whether they want to enforce it or not is what it's going to come down to. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but Oregon County prosecutor stops drug possession cases early following decriminalization vote. The move comes weeks after voters approved a historic initiative decriminalizing all drugs. Uh, Clackamas County District Attorney's Office said that while it opposes the policy change, officials recognize the will of the voters and feel that Quote, having officers investigate and submit cases for a prosecution in the weeks leading up to February 1st, um, which will not lead to any sanction or court supervised treatment, is not the most effective use of criminal justice resources. So says it's a smart decision to stop arresting and jailing people for personal drug possession before Measure 110 officially goes into effect, as Oregon voters have spoken loud and clear that it's time to start treating drug use as a health issue instead of a criminal one. Hallelujah. Welcome to Oregon. As said by Anthony Johnson, a chief petitioner for the decriminalization initiative for marijuana moment. And I just want to point this out to people. You know, I've and I, I totally expect to see this. And I'm imagine it's gonna be like the meme for Oregon indefinitely now is that we're just gonna be the drug state. It is, but it's funny if you look into it, it actually just clarifies what they don't want to take you to jail for. So all these people that are already carrying those drugs are just making it legal. So all these drugs are already there, people. Like, legal or not, these drugs were already there. And you know what? You don't know how much of it was was there at the time. Except for now, these people can walk around a little more buoyantly, I guess. And Well, they just are not going to lose. They're not going to ruin their life over the damn gram that they Ex- have in their pocket. Exactly. exactly. What people need to realize is that... So if you're outside the state, you got to realize that uh, the, the limits they put on what is going to be decriminalized is personal amounts. Mm-hmm. And looking at them, to me, seems legitimate, uh, whether that's 14 grams of mushrooms or, you know, a two grams like of one gram of um, meth or MDMA, MDMA or heroin. No, yeah. excuse me. Heroin and meth was one gram. MDMA and cocaine were two grams, two grams and then 40 hits of acid or 14 grams of mushrooms. Now. On the psychedelics, that's quite a bit. Uh, but but for a gram of coke, you know, shit, that's a good night. I get that. Um, and you know, you, you should not. Any person in their right mind, I would assume that thinks logically would would think that or should think that you know, ruining your whole life over a gram of of you know a substance like that is, is just not. That's not the way it works no. or shouldn't be the way it works exactly. uh, and and then to offer up treatment like you pointed out uh it's it's already there uh so we're either going to offer help you know for these people or we're going to just continue to jail for stupid small amounts of shit right. for nothing and just ruining society because people think that you should just jail people for every damn thing that happens like mm-hmm. that that is not the blanket all answer to every damn crime just mm-hmm. throw them in jail because that hasn't been working for anybody but the freaking private jail system. Right. Right. 
So being known as a drug state, I don't give a fuck. I think it's cool. Um, but here's the problem. I mean, not the problem. I shouldn't say it that way. But here's the thing is that we are conservative in a lot of areas. Believe it or not, you know, not up north in Portland, but man, you know, down here in the south areas, there's some conservative white folks around here. There is. Yeah, there is. So. And it's just the way it is, though, is that it, it's just if you're blind to the fact that it's already there, then you need to open your eyes a little bit because it, it's been there. It, it's not like it's going to stop. It's not like all of a sudden now that the drugs are legal, they're just going to pop up and be there. Well, and the, the, I think the concern I saw on the news locally was that the police feel like if there's no threat of jail, that no one's going to seek help. And it's like that's not true either. Well, let me let me take that one step further. No, that is true. If if you don't have any incentive to go to, you know, to get help, then you may not know go get help. But the fact is is if you go get help just because you had an incentive, you're not going to get real help to get better because you're not wanting to get better. No. You got to want to do it force, either way. You can force an alcoholic to take all the AA he wants and as soon as he leaves that building, he's drinking. It doesn't work. So, so don't tell me that using jail as a threat to get someone into rehab is working in any mm-hmm. sense of the word. All it's doing is getting them in there to make that little institution get money from them because they are not wanting that help. No matter what, it's called rock bottom. Somebody's got to hit it in order to want to change. Well, or you have to want to get the help. So you walk with your two little feet into that building and you voluntarily and get help rock bottom is usually what makes can you be. want to walk in there can be yeah yeah but having a threat of jail no that just makes people do things they don't want to do no. people don't want to go to jail desperate. so they'll follow the rules until the end and then they'll go out and start doing that shit again or that makes you just a desperate person <laughs> oh my god we got onto the jail subject The California appeals court ruled that lawful possession of marijuana in a vehicle does not provide probable cause to search the vehicle. That's awesome. Well, if it's legal. So in other words, if I had, if I had marijuana in my purse that you just bought at the, or if I had marijuana sitting in my front seat in a pop top, you can't prove that I was smoking it. Not necessarily. It's not probable cause. Shouldn't be, but Depends on what fucking cop pulls you over. Again, it goes back to like the other night, for instance, mm-hmm. when we got pulled over because. Oh, that was so funny. Because our tags are bad, which is we, we're completely aware of, you know. Yeah. By the way, our DMV seven, is shut down. 2020 is when they expired. Right. And I know that. And guess what? You're cleared to drive right now from 3-2020 until about next year sometime. Because right. right now it has orange signs all over the DMV because it's closed. Well, but <laughs> the thing was, is we were going, we were doing a, a drive in the back roads on a, uh, a road called Foothills. And it's just a, a nice little curvy road. And at the top of one of these little hills, there's this freaking cop sitting there with his lights out being all freaking just, you know, creeping. And as soon as we passed him, you know, we weren't doing nothing zero wrong down to the fucking 35 mile an hour speed zone that i was in and of course we go by him he pulls out ends up pulling us over a good few blocks later and immediately comes up and says now i you know i i know you know if if everything's fine here we're just gonna let you go but uh you know you know your tags 
And you're like, yeah, I know. And he's like, all right, can I see your driver's license registration? <laughs> Comes back. He's like, all right, you're ready to get, you're there to go. And I'm like, man, what a thirsty fucking cop. And guess what? Hold on. Young guy though. Here's the funny <laughs> shit. We pull away. He followed us all the way down that road till we get to a stop sign. I go to take a right and it's like, it, it comes to a T. So this road, it, 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 you know, it goes one way to another busy part of town or the other way to a less busy part of town. Well, a car drives by. This cop turns in the left side, you know, turns to the left and has his lights on already as he's turning, pulling that car that just passed me over. And right. I'm all, he is thirsty as a motherfucker. He was. This guy, I don't even know if this guy was speeding. He might have been going, you know, 37 in a uh, he might have been going 37 in a freaking 35 right right so uh, yeah <laughs> maybe he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. how could he tell it was dark <laughs> it was but we were coming right into town there so it was light right really good example though of of like you know it just depends on what cop you deal with because uh, you would have done any fucking thing in front of that cop like mm -hmm. he probably wanted to find something else. Like he followed us, like I said, quite he a few blocks and we knew he was going to pull us over. We're ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were you know, we threw ready. all the cocaine out the window, all the heroin. We dumped out the she fake did, floorboard. He did break the two blunts that I rolled. I was pretty mad. <laughs> the blunts didn't get broken. <laughs> I, I was pretty ticked about that because those bitches were Shoved hard them in to my fucking pocket. roll. He went in to go. Okay. So let me explain this story. We smoke Dutches. There is Dutch masters that are very similar to it. You do not want to get the Dutch masters because the Dutch masters have that leaf on the outside that you have to unroll and then you have to split the inside joint and then re-roll that leaf around the outside. Okay, so it's just a bitch. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've watched Jesse roll one. I know Danny can roll them. I guess they're amazing. You know, I, I've smoked one. That's it. Well... Craig accidentally goes in and buys three, four packs of the Dutch Masters on accident because, you know, they're usually right next to each other. I just thought you could roll those things. We <laughs> went through two packs of them trying to solidly roll these bitches. I got two of them out of the six rolled that I did try to roll. And you had just cut your thumb mm -hmm. at that time. So you were like, fuck it, I'm not rolling any joints. Well, mm -hmm. come to find out it's also because they were Dutch masters. They just fall apart in your hand. And they do. The The leaf, like as soon as you cut them, the leaf seriously just falls apart mm -hmm. and just like it falls on the table there. And so it, it's just absolutely a pain in the ass unless you know what you're doing when mm -hmm. it comes to the Dutch masters. Mm -hmm. So we went and we bought our Dutches. And guess what? We can both roll them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> All right. So how did that relate to the cop? Oh, because I rolled two of those bitches with mm -hmm. those with those uh, Dutch masters. That was the and only two I got out of six. Sure. Six of them. And then well, you, they're you, not pocket proof. You crush them. <laughs> I don't know how you crushed one of them because it was whole. The other one I can understand because you just shoved it into the ashtray. That and then the one I put <laughs> in my pocket was just the fact that uh, like the seat belt and stuff. Right. Know? So. Right whatever but it was a sad day when we saw that break thirsty like, cops well, now we got nothing to fucking smoke go bug someone else now we have to go find he was a young bug go home and start this whole trip over again <laughs> <laughs> needless to say we're legit of course i was i pay my insurance yeah doesn't matter i had a whole quarter pound of 
MDA slash cocaine <laughs> mushrooms underneath the seat. It's okay. It's legal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, if you've lost or if your license is expired right now or your um, tags are expired right now, it's kind of one of those things that they can't really give you a ticket for because of how much trouble it is with the no. DMV. So as anybody that's listening to this has already probably thought this out is that literally they, they can't give you a ticket. Well, they're not they're not enforcing the laws right now, which is right on the DMV website. It says that, but it is a tool, so they can use that infraction to still pull you over yes. and try to find other things. Yes, which ultimately he admitted to. He's like, if everything else is okay, yep. we'll let you go. Thanks, bro. So well, you're going to make fact, sure that there's no liquor bottles in here that doesn't smell like weed or alcohol I or whatever. I do got to say, he did not follow the six foot radius. He no. was all up on my jock, staring that, at you moving yes. around in the passenger seat. I wasn't moving that much at all. No, you weren't. No. You, were getting, you were getting my registration out of the glove box, Calmly which you're supposed smoothly. to. It's not like you were. No, both hands jerky. were right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a baby sitting in the back seat sleeping. Yeah, but no, the, the thing is, is that he did like. Uh, he was right up on that window. He was. He yeah. was like, as soon as you moved, should have been was. like, I should. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to be rude, but it, it's you almost like be you should dick. be like, you know, can yeah. you step back a little bit, please? Because you're making me nervous with being so close. Yeah. <laughs> nah. How do I know that you don't have the vid? You should have just coughed really hard when you leaned <laughs> down. Just. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> just spit oh my all over god! The Sorry, I couldn't hold it. <laughs> Not your fault when he's in your that close it's my personal space technically I, I pay for that i've paid for that car i own it <laughs> yeah that is your you know you your space in there yes i could live in that car <laughs> uh <laughs> so that was our fun yeah thirsty cops watch out for that shit you know little tiny little things like that that's why you don't have a tail light out that's why you check your headlights that's why you do but your I turn do signals. Have a reverse light out thank god i wasn't reversing in front of the cop <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what they're looking for now. If they're not going to look for small amounts of drugs, they're going to have to look for the larger amounts. Or apparently right now, DUIs. someone looking for them in the forest. Or DUIs. You're not supposed to be using yes, them while DUIs. you're driving. That'll be the big one. Yeah. yeah. So if it smells like it, then of course. And DUIs are probably just going to be, you know, the way, because they're expensive to begin with. So each one is like a score for them. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I don't... <laughs> Oh, and you still can't have the large amounts of drugs, of course. Well, no, and, and getting and back. And that's actually huge things that happen we, with having the freeway right here is drug busts. Yeah, and the thing is, is that's a, that's the thing is just because we've decriminalized all drugs, that doesn't mean that anything over a gram isn't still a federal felony like it normally would be. You know, you guys, you, you know, that means like literally two grams and up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Literally two fucking grams. So if you're so concerned about one gram, well, they can't go out and split that unless they're taking a lot of baking soda, okay? Right. The people to be concerned with are the other ones that sold it to them because they may have 10 times more than that, and they might not even be from around here. Yes. And correct. those ones are the ones to be concerned with, not the ones that have the fucking dime sack in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's it's if people if if you're that uptight that you think people should be have their lives ruined and be put in jail for uh, a really ins insignificant amount of of a drug, then I got, I got nothing for you. They're probably the wrong podcast to listen right. to. <laughs> One more thing. 
Yeah. Got to do a shout out. Sure. Um, well, not so much a shout out, but a rest in rest in power for the Aiden that had gotten shot by the man in uh, the white man, of course, in Ashland for quote unquote too loud of music. Goddamn kids listening to that rap shit. That mumble rumble rap. He I was, don't. God. Sorry. He was <laughs> shot. Yeah. Can we stop making jokes in the middle of it? Sorry. He was shot in the chest. By a guy because he was offended by his his loud music. More like they probably got into an altercation in the in the parking lot and he got pissed off, and had an illegal weapon and shot him and killed him. This was two days before, no, the day before Thanksgiving. And this is local, in Ashland, Oregon. Yeah, right. And so. of course, the article that gets put out by Ashland Paper is not that a kid got shot by a white man that was enraged. Um, it was that a humble man that took care of his kids got angry about loud music and shot a guy, um, which was not even the case when it came down to it. It kind of made him glorified in the whole. It was a very strange. It was a very strange article to say the least. It was, it was not the way it was put together was very wrong. It was almost made like, it was almost glorifying the guy that did the shooting and killed the man. What was really weird was when you were reading that part to me, it's to me it gave me the impression that he was inflicted with some sort of trauma out of the situation and he was moving forward or some shit yeah. too it's like and he lost what? he was a fucking bitch and decided to go kill a kid because he lost his temper yeah and so it's like that's and and of course i'm sorry but it, it is very true it's been you know I see it everywhere, and, and and right now it's become more and more abundant that Oregon is a very racist state. Uh, to us, yeah, like, like no, I said, it's been known as a racist state. Mm-hmm, sure, and um, you know the the majority of us, it is it's changing a lot, but it's not changing enough that it's like it's not getting it, it's not getting recognition for changing the way it is. So we're getting shit for even the little bit of recognition that we are giving for the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, we're it's like there's two different parts of the state there's mm-hmm. north which is pretty liberal and crazy to be honest and then we got conservatives down here that have kept it pretty archaic when it comes to a lot of the uh, you know the belief systems and, and shit like white that. city is quite literally known for <laughs> that reason it used to say but it used to have a white family on the freaking sign when you drove into white city yeah you take it far back enough and all that was all around so yeah it was. It literally had the sundowners like past a certain time if you couldn't be out if you were of color. Um, I just want to mention too that uh, just so everybody knows, pussy ass Ben Affleck had a bad experience with uh, marijuana as a teenager. Oh wow! <laughs> Poor Ben, pull your britches up and be Batman again. I know, Mister Batman didn't like the marijuana plant them THCs saw a meme today about who was the original Batman again good just the name I, I don't remember name. oh my god oh you're your favorite me your favorite like the original what 50s Clive. what do you mean original Batman there's that you come on I mean original what 50s 40s 30s 20s the original what do you mean by that I'll fucking look it up never mind um and just so everybody knows since we're talking about actors and movies filmmaker Terry Gilliam I bet you don't even know who he is. No. He said he wanted to try psilocybin mushrooms for the first time for his 80th birthday. Oh, shit. He's probably close to death's door and he wants to kick it off good. But here's the deal. Terry Gilliam, he's the one that made or uh, did um, 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He was the one that worked, al- he was the a- um, actor that worked alongside. I don't know if he was the actor. It says um, filmography of tripped out movies such as Brazil, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, 12 Monkeys, and Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. What's his name again? He's a filmmaker. Uh, Terry Gilliam. He doesn't have a lot of drug experience, but for his 80th, which happens to be today, which was um, 22nd, November 22nd, uh, that he wanted to do. Um, he says, quote, for my stupid birthday, I asked for only one thing, magic mushrooms. <laughs> he says, but now it's pretty much impossible due to the pandemic. I've never tried them. The idea was to load my whole family on a plane and go celebrate in a house we have in Umbria. At the moment, we can't, but I could fly all the way to Italy. Gilliam also added that he would take a private plane with the help of the mushrooms. Funny enough, being a filmmaker and doing Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and he's never done drugs. What the fuck? Michael Keaton, by the way. Everybody says Michael Keaton was the best. Batman. Best. Yeah, I don't know. He was pretty good. Compared, he was a good actor. Co- compared to Affleck. Yeah, and even Clooney. Like, if you watch the Batman with Clooney and in I'm it, sorry, it was so but weird. But take Edward Cullen out of fucking Batman position. I don't even want to see one? the movie. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just just keep him as a sparkly fucking vampire, okay? This is going to be I the don't pretty boy Batman. As, yeah, it's going to be way pretty boy Batman. It's going to be the skinny Batman. It's going to It's going to be the cartoon version because, seriously, the cartoon version looked like that. It was like cut and pretty. <laughs> That's the one I watched. It was the, the cartoon version of Batman. He's going to be the Batman that actually has a correct BMI. <laughs> <laughs> the suit's extra, extra tight. It's the skinny jeans Batman. Oh, yeah. he's. It's going to be hella tight. <laughs> what kind of, I mean, muscles. But he ain't going to be cut like Jacob, remember. He's like, he's vampire. He's cut, but he's like still skinny cut. That's what I mean. It's stringy cut. So they're yeah. going to have to add, like they had to add, you see Ben Affleck's Batman suit? They had to add, like they had some fucking he padding. He had some girth to him. <laughs> he said he couldn't even, you could even watch the fight scenes and he couldn't even move. He was just like doing like the whole <laughs> robot fighting him, you know. <laughs> You can see the creases in his uniform God, when he bends. That one was the worst. All right, we got to get going. This people are getting tired of this shit. We're we're going crazy. I it's thought late they at liked night. our banter. I hope so. I've had it's a couple late. glasses of wine, so I'm sorry if you don't enjoy it. Then fuck off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we brought on Lee Spivey. Now, just quick background. You can check back. I believe it's episode 44. 44 is when we first brought him on. Now, that was right mm-hmm. before we used him that year. That was 2019. We used him as they sponsored our all of our dirt, 350 gallons. Yep. That was 35 gallons times 10. And people can do the math. They're like, yeah, That's we can 35. do that, Craig. <laughs> 35 simple, bags. <laughs> simple multiplication. Uh, and did wonderful. It was great. Oh, it was Except nice. for running into rust and shit. It was a great year. Well, except for the bag of... <laughs> The Tower of Dirt, more like it, that you, you had to cross around. That was like the only like, oh, yeah. inconvenient part. Oh, yeah, a wall of part. dirt. Yeah, it was a wall of dirt. It was pretty. I like the packaging and stuff. Yeah, and it was very pretty, but it was just in the way where you put it. So uh, it did real. And then this year what we did is we actually took their recommendation and basically uh, took recycled the soil. Mm-hmm. 
We reused it again this year. We reamended it. Uh, I did not use their product, which I kind of look back and regret. We did use things like OneShot, which worked really well. But my amending techniques are a little bit amateur still. We're working on it. So I ran, in, I ran into some pH issues with the organics breaking down and dropping the pH some. I was in the scary 5.5 ranges sometimes. Mm -hmm. So as you know, I was battling a couple plants that, you know, couldn't take that kind of a, a swing, um, which ultimately didn't really matter so much. Well, and I've heard from a lot of growers that you can't expect all plants to take it the same way. No, no. And if you not. go in thinking that, that you, then you are an amateur grower. Sure, 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 sure. But there was a couple that I'd have to baby up. You know, I had to really, you know, run some, uh, I had to flush them and run some higher pH stuff through. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was fine. I just got to get my skills. Bottom line is it worked really good and it worked really well. Drainage stayed great in the soil. I think we could use it for another couple years. In fact, moving to a new location, I think I'm going to do the energy and muscle and just take all of that dirt with us in the pots. Just so you know, also, we can have cloth pots and dirt from Heroes of the Farm. Perfect. Maybe we won't take it. <laughs> because they have, I think, 50-gallon, maybe 30-gallon pots, uh, smart pots with uh, dirt that's already been yeah. used. So, of course, it's got nutrients already packed into sure, it. Sure, and they use they, the nectar, right? They use nectar yep. for the gods and nectar for the gods dirt as well. So, so. but nonetheless, that's how good, that's how much I like the dirt. Mm -hmm. um, and so I debated on taking it with us uh, to make one more season out of it or a couple more or even just amend whatever place we go to with it. Right. Uh, but that's how good it's been. And and even this year on second year soil, we actually had, I, like we talked about, one of our best years when it comes to the terps, especially mm -hmm. real strong terps in, in the garden and good plants, good looking plants. So I would imagine third, third and fourth year would be as good or better, hopefully. Uh, but I just wanted to say that. And uh, so me and Lee sit down and we talk about all things, all things soil science again. And uh, he I didn't talk to him the first time. This time we brought him on. He's been with the company, though since the beginning he's been running so he's actually really smart on the whole like you know good earth organic soil and the mixture because he's ran it for so long and mm -hmm. he's, it's been the same you know formula the whole time I, I couldn't get the damn ratios out of him he wouldn't tell me the mix he's like look at the bag it's all on the bag thanks man <laughs> <laughs> so uh no i i understand uh, but uh just so everybody knows, though, too, we also had a besides behind the scenes interview for the patrons. Uh -huh. uh, and we'd get down and dirty with some, you know, good info and also just some deep shit. Go check it out. if you So guys only for the patrons. That'll be it. Go check it out if you haven't checked into our Patreon yet. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash organ rooted. Yep. All the behind the scenes is there. Um, and like I said, we're, we're starting to put out more. What, a dollar of. Two dollars. Two dollars a month. And goes up. Yeah. But man, we're putting out some good stuff. And these behind the scenes interviews are going to start kicking in. And they're really good stuff. I'm People are really, you know, opening up. Um, I also put, like I said, the uh, Less Than Jake interview that we did in Portland's on there. Mm -hmm. And then. You've got other stuff that you're going to be putting out. So. Yeah. And then Second Gen's on there. So I got some behind the scenes with Second Gen JD. Mm -hmm. So good stuff. All right. So here it is. Lee Spivey. Good Earth Organics, Organ Love. Organ Love. Stay rooted. All right, I'm sitting down with Lee Spivey from Good Earth Organics. Welcome to the show, brother. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Now, we had sat down with Good Earth Organics, um, let's see, episode 44. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Actually, we used you guys as our soil. Um, you sponsored our grow in 2019. We've had some couple episodes where we actually, you know, talked about that, how good and how well it went. So we're glad you're back now. We're glad to be back. Uh, <laughs> so... Let's talk about what's happened since then. You guys have had some changes, and uh, but you guys are doing real well now. Yeah, uh, the changes, you know, um, externally mm -hmm. have been um, corporate-wise. You know, we went from an LLC to a, a corporation. Okay. And so that's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We have a new CEO and new chair people. Um, we're doing a pre-IPO fundraise, which is um, very interesting. You know, you get to Google us, uh, Seed Invest, Good Earth Organics, sure. and you'll find all that information. Um, so talking about that, uh, it's just part of the expansion of the company, you know, mm -hmm. um, we're getting ready to go public. And so that's going to be great as a national expanding soil company. Um, it's uh, pretty exciting for us. Uh, now you guys, you know, have been around for a while, haven't you? Yeah. Um, we've been getting dirty since 2008, 2008. Okay. That has been a while. You guys are out in Cape Junction and Merlin as well. Correct. Um, we used to be in Merlin. Now we have, uh, two locations, one in Cape Junction, Oregon, and one in uh, Grants Pass in the Murphy area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing I did want to mention that we can kind of get into the podcast is that when I originally worked with you guys in your soil, you guys were still having some issues with banking. So you're kind of, you know, a little reluctant around the cannabis, um, the arena, but your darn soil does so well with it. Right. It's really good to see you guys being able to kind of come forward with that um, and that niche that you guys have with that soil. Yeah, um, you know, we're really hoping um, that the Safe Banking Act goes through. And so all that stuff would be in place for protections. Sure. You know, until then, um, we don't sell cannabis. So there's no <laughs> <Sure>. actual <laughs> legal issues here, right? I yeah. mean, we're a soil manufacturer and, and we sell soil. Um, okay. It just so happens that it grows cannabis exceptionally. Exceptionally well. <laughs> right. Because yeah, you're a grower too. I am. Absolutely. Um, okay, I've been growing in uh, the soil since 2009. Um, so there was a time when uh, I did not work for the company that I used the soil and it was a, a really great product. So you actually got a chance to use uh, either a version of it or the original product from... Um, yeah, you know, the version hasn't changed oh, okay. much um, since its original formulation. So the guy's gift mm -hmm. and the... And the Zen blend. Zen blend. Okay, and there's one more, I think? Uh, the Cloud9, yeah. Cloud9, is that That's, still around? It is still around. Um, and while it's not as popular as our guy's gift or Zen blend, it's um, a lot better for seed starts and hydroponics. I see. Yes. Um, so that's a, a mix that is the most recently developed soil mix. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, a lot of people go with a 70-30 kind of hydro cocoa blend. Right. And uh, we didn't. So so it's a cocoa peat perlite. And it's uh, not a 70-30. Um, we're not going to give away the mixture, but it's uh, it's great for hydroponics. I mean, in, even if you want to grow outdoors and amend it yourself and add mm -hmm. your own um, fertilizers into it. Yeah, it's great for that, too. Well, and I'll add to that. Now, I'll just say I was actually able I did a little bit of testing. And even with the guy's gift, because it's I believe it's a little bit hotter. You know, you don't necessarily want to put uh, new starts in it. But I'll be honest, I actually ran guy's gift almost the whole time. I did not start the actual seed in it, but almost immediately after it popped and had its you know first leaves, I was right in guys. Um, you know, a couple of them were a little but honestly. Man, it's just within a couple of weeks, just explosions. Yes. Um, you know, so. we don't normally advertise for people to plant their little little <laughs> no, ones no. in the guy's gift. You know, they, I was just showing that one out. They, they can um, and, and will burn. 
Um, yeah, possibly. Possibly, right. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, if you're looking to weed out the, the weak ones, go for it. Well, you know, honestly, I, I was going to add that too. Is it just, you know, I feel like that either that or I just weeded out the ones that didn't need as much fertilizer. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, once the plants are ready to start accepting nitrogen, yeah. guys is the way to go. Okay. But up until that point, you recommend? I recommend the, the cloud, you know, mm. I mean. And if you're going to, yeah, I recommend the cloud nine. And if you're going to go with a, a balanced blend, mm. you know, the Zen blend is the way to go. Okay. It's, it's got the, the balanced nutrients. It's got the drainage. It's, it's got the peace of mind, Yeah, you know? So if you're just sure. growing veggies, you're, you're doing the thing and you just want to grow your cannabis and don't want to worry about it so much. Don't want to worry about drainage or none of that. It's, yeah. You want a liquid feed, <laughs> go with the Zen blend. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Now on just out of curiosity, the guy's, uh, the guy's gift or the, is it, uh, a cocoa peat? They're all cocoa peat mixes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And then uh, the base question, what what is it about your mix or can you share with us what makes it so special, maybe so different? I can. You know, it's it's the proprietary ingredients. It's the blend that goes in. Our originator, Roy Leon, he did, he was originally a chemist. And so he, he developed the blends to be available. He developed them to be drainable. He, he developed the ingredients to go in them in a certain way to where the, when we mix it, they, it's, it's a living soil coming out the bag, you know? And so it's, it's readily available. And all you gotta do is literally water it and your plants are good. Um, I can't go into like the exact ingredients, right. you know, they're on, listed on the bag. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, there's a bunch of meals, mm -hmm. um, the alfalfa, there's compost, you know, the coke with the peat, the, the mm -hmm. pumice, the perlite, mm -hmm. depending on the blend. Now, did, you guys are CDFA certified now. Yeah, um, that's, which just that's happened new recently. News. Yeah, just absolutely recent news. Yes. Now, previous um, to that, you were on relisted. We were. Yeah, and we, we still are. We have been sure. for mm -hmm. a few years. Um, clean green as well. Yeah. So, I mean, those three, that's solid. Um, right. It, well, and it gives the grower, um, especially the cannabis grower, peace of mind. Some more peace of mind. Yeah. Right. Knowing that the, the cannabis that they produce out of the soil is going to be able to be clean green certified sure. without a whole lot of question. Sure. You know, like, what did you use? Guy's gift. Oh, okay. Here's your certification. Yeah. 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 Um, have your customers said that that's important to you guys? Yeah. yeah um, honestly, sure. even in Oklahoma, we were there recently. Mm -hmm. Um, not many trade shows this year, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but or the last couple years or the last couple. I mean, we got around to a few in the last couple of years, so it wasn't so dry, but this year has been crazy. Yeah. They, um, even had questions there. Um, are you Omri? Are you clean green certified? Oh, you know what I mean? Because those are going to be as the leading certifier for cannabis in, in the world, you know, clean green, it's, it's important for any grower in any recreational market or any medical market to, to have a certification like that, that backs their, um, cleanliness. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and CDFA, that's, I mean, that pretty much should cover everything, it, right? You, you would think it would, you know, but does the, the Michigan grower really care about California's regulations, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the, the question there. Um, but being registered and, and certified in California is, is important. I mean, it's, it's a huge market. It's one of the mm -hmm. industry leading markets. And so to, to deny them is, is not acceptable. So we're so happy to be <laughs> registered and uh, certified finally there. And uh, yeah, uh, California. Yeah, absolutely. Soil, you know, that's sure. That's, that's good. That's good. Um, and I know a lot of people actually look for that just because of, you know, California cancer, everything. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything that's known to cause cancer in California. So now you mentioned briefly just now, or just here that, uh, it, you, basically a living soil coming out of the bag. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So can you define that, what you think living soil is? Cause there's a lot of like, I've, I've tossed it around with several people and, Everybody's got like a different definition. 
So right. for you guys, what is living soil? So living really? soil is a soil that has living microorganisms in it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Okay. So those are in your soil in the bag? Yeah. Um, most soils um, that we'll have. have compost in them mm -hmm. have life in them. Sure. Sure. You know, and uh, all it takes is water to create more life. And sure. so then they start to breed. Okay. Yeah. And those are good bacteria that yeah. come out. Right. 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 Now, uh, when you guys... See, after 2019, this year, actually, so 2020, I took, by recommendation, actually, from you guys, I took and dropped about 25%, 30% of the soil that we had. We had 350 gallons. Got around, got rid of about 30% of that and then reamended, threw stuff in, and, um, and man, it worked really well. It worked really well. Your soil seems to hold up over time. Um, I don't know how long I can get away with that. But uh, at least for one year, um, I did notice though that I need to work on my blend, my blend. Yeah, uh, my reamending. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got a little bit off on my pH towards the mid of the year. Right. But um, that was my fault. Did it go a little high or a little low? It went low. Went low. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it, I, I assume that's because you're having organics break down, right? Yes, absolutely. And you can always just add a little bit more peat. Um, okay if you have the drainage availability. You don't sure. want to get it too silty and stop the drainage, but peat can help raise the pH as well. Peat, and I heard there was something else. Was it ash or something? Is there something else besides peat that you can raise? Um, there no? are several other things okay. besides peat. Um, whether or not you want to add those as an extra medium inside the soil, you know, um, is, I got is you. a good question. Yeah, no, I so got you. That'd be another topic. So you're talking actually adding peat in the soil when you're mixing it? Right, as a as a conditioner, as a, as, a, as an amendment. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And that's good for indoor or out, right? A lot of people like to stay away from peat when they not not a lot, but there's a lot of heavy cocoa users. There is a lot of heavy cocoa users. You know, peat can get very silty. Okay. It can be um, great and not so great at the same time. <laughs> it's it's a a ratio thing. You know, sure. you want to make sure you have the right ratio. Sure. And that's basically probably what you guys have got, right? You got the right ratios of the right products. We do. Or, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, they the they right work products. very well together. Right. Uh, when I talked to you guys last time on 44, episode 44, uh, they were talking about how um, you guys took it very seriously about how you vetted the stuff that you put in your soil and the quality of it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's still something you're continuing to do, I assume. Yeah. Our quality controls have been in place since the beginning and they continue to be the same stringent efforts. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is sourced carefully, mm -hmm. um, processed on all concrete. You yeah. know, it's uh, we do everything we can to ensure the quality of our product. Yeah. And have you guys ever like heavy metals and stuff? Has that ever been we, an issue? No, we get our tests done. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so all of that information is available off the website, off the website. OK. Mm -hmm. And so for the people that get to see this video, you'll be able to see their website up and um, the, the available options on that. So. Now, uh, you guys, uh, the future for you guys, um, you know, you talked about your your crowd funding campaign. And then also, too, um, you guys are, I believe, expanding into Oklahoma. We are or at least trying to get some trying distribution. To, um, mm -hmm. Well, we do have distributors in Oklahoma oh, okay. at this point. Yeah. Um, Tiger Stripe Genetics is one of our main distributors out there, as well as Sanders Nursery and Hippie Soil. Mm -hmm. So you have access in um, Ada, Oklahoma. You have access in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma and okay. Broken Bow, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, Oklahoma is legal to grow now. They are legal yes. Uh, medically. Yes. yes, medically legal. Okay, they have not um, gone recreational or adult use market yet. Okay. Um, yeah. So do they have, do you know if they have dispensaries? 
They do have medical dispensaries. And, okay. Uh, getting your medical license is not a challenge. Sure, sure, um, sure. Even if you're a tourist. Yeah. Not a challenge. I imagine it's a hell of a thing trying to grow in Oklahoma, though. You know, I've seen some great grows. And I've seen some not so great grows. Well, it seems like, don't they get winds, like pretty bad winds? And then also like uh, grasshoppers? Is it grasshoppers? Um, there are <laughs> a lot of challenges growing in, 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 the, in the deserts and um, plains of Oklahoma. Um, there are several ways that they have overcome them. And um, I could link you up with um, our distributor out there, Matt Matheny. Oh, okay. He's uh, with Tiger Stripe Genetics. He's a Humboldt grower who oh, okay. traveled out to Oklahoma. Transplant. Mm -hmm. Transplant, yeah. And so he's taken his knowledge from the mountaintops over to the plains uh -huh. and um, adapted. So, if uh, yeah, we could definitely link up with him and, and talk about the challenges of growing in Oklahoma. <laughs> I got it. He's probably got some stories. I imagine he does, yeah. Uh, I think Lumpa, um, you know who he is, made the headband officially made the headband stream okay. lupa uh he moved to oklahoma and is growing out there yes i don't know man <laughs> well there's a, a lot of companies that are, are making the move you know it's it's, yeah. a, it's a hotbed right now out there out there yep. oh, okay and missouri just opened up uh-huh um even though they've been medically legal to issue licenses since 2018 uh-huh they've just recently issued their first 62 licenses okay and so missouri is now getting into the game as well okay and that's going to become a hotbed as soon as well sure 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 I'm, I'm surprised that these states haven't seen what happens to the states that i mean i don't know if oregon would have made it so well without the tax you know, benefits i'm not of, sure that the people are paying that much attention to it right? yeah like we, we're in a grow economy yeah right and so the states that don't have that economy established yet i, I just don't think people are paying attention to them sure right i mean obviously the investors and the people who would start farms and things like that uh -huh. they're out here we're seeing the trends and we're jumping on them sure right? and so that's i think that's why people are like hey let's head out not uh, west <laughs> <laughs> right right well and um are you able to get that soil further out than oklahoma then yeah um soil sitting in oklahoma right now so it's but been, i mean further east absolutely oh, okay. we, we have the ability to ship anywhere in the oh, united nationwide. states gotcha. you know yeah Excellent. direct to farm at this point for anybody who is looking in states that we aren't registered in retail sales yet. Sure. But we are retail sale registered in 17 states at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, so this year's expansion has been very good. Have you run any problems like, you know, with California, you got the CDFA and, and all that. Have you run into states? Like, I know nutrients have problems getting into certain states. Do, have A you lot of the nutrients that? that we use are already OMRI certified. Sure. Okay. And so our inputs are already organic. Yeah. Um, so there's not really a challenge getting those Great. inputs in front of the other states. They've, sure. They're already looking at the, the OMRI certifications and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and being CDFA certified now, so any states that are um, more of a challenge um, ingredient wise, so to speak, like the organic input materials, um, they're going to look at the CDFA registration and, and, and the input ingredients and say, hey, okay, cool. You're CDFA registered. Yeah. What more do we need to do? Well, exactly. That's kind of my point earlier was if you get the CDFA, shouldn't that cover it? Isn't that a blanket for everything? I mean, I would, I would think so. But, you know, states have to do their due diligence. So, Do you have a lot of sales on the West Coast, like California, Washington? Um, we did for a while um, before we changed our packaging. Okay. And then we had to re-register. Oh, um, no. I see. Right. And so rebranding um, is a great thing. And it's been beautiful for the company. Uh -huh. um, there was a lot of stores we couldn't necessarily get into because of our packaging. Interesting. Um, it depicts certain, um, let's say, controversial terms when it comes to 
religious aspects, right? Oh, um, interesting. Because it's a lot more worldly yeah. than a lot of um, than a lot of local and national retailers would prefer. <laughs> okay, we'll try to be real delicate here. <laughs> I, I, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. So changing the packaging has, has been great. You know, I still get a lot of requests for merchandise of the old style. Yes. You know, because, you know, the the, the Buddha and the, the guy uh-huh. and the lady and, and stuff like that. It's, it's all very trendy and I, very I culturistic, yeah. you know. So it's, uh, we, 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 our, our new designs are very corporate and very culture. So we have two different <laughs> ones now. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I did like your old artwork, though. It was really neat. Yeah. Uh, Funny that it was ever like that. anybody would ever even consider that controversial. Though. I know. You know, it's. <laughs> It was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah. Right. I mean, some people consider our crowdfunding campaign controversial. So oh, why is that? You want to talk about that? Um, not really. Okay. <laughs> uh, the crowdfunding. Um, so the, you, you guys are building, you're growing. Growing. So now you're op- making options for people. That's right. Absolutely. So yeah. now they have the option to go to invest.goodearthorganics.com, mm-hmm. which is a bit different from our goodearthorganics.com page, which okay. is directly related to the investors. Um, so it gives you all the information their pre-IPO funding, um, all of the valuations, things like that, um, options, what we're going to do with the money, where the money's going to go, when it comes in, where it goes out, stuff like that. So all that information is available. Great, 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 great. Um, what <clears throat> do you, when you guys, uh, the farms around here, do you have farms that, uh, a lot of farms that use you guys here, like yeah. commercial farms? Commercial farms, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So are you heavy in the commercial or do you have a lot of also just consumer level? There's a lot of consumer level grows, but, um, you know, the majority of our business is done with larger recreational departments. Okay. For sure. Okay. Are these guys growing, are they using your soil for like putting them in like uh, fabric pots or in beds or what are they doing with it? All of the above. Okay. You know, there's so many different grow methods that people use. Um, it's being allocated for everything. You know, we have uh, recreational growers that use it for the greenhouse applications, mm-hmm. um, the Zen blend specifically. And then we have growers that use the guy's gift outdoors all season, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards. And it's uh, there's trench growers and there's fabric pot growers and there's crate growers mm-hmm. and people who do six by six by two inch boxes. You know, it's it's I've seen all sorts of different methods of putting the soil on the ground or above the ground <laughs> to put the plant in. <laughs> Is it uh, the the um Folks that like uh, cocoa, um, is there going to be like a, a a cocoa blend, like a heavy, like 80, 90, 100% cocoa blend that's going to come out at, at some point? Or am I reaching on that? We will have 100% cocoa available. Uh-huh. Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but it will be soon. Um, Good. We I really, only ask because it has become more of a it, thing. It has become more of a thing. You know, I've got a, a company out in Michigan. They use 100% cocoa in their indoor grow, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they do very well, um, high times cup winners. And uh, so it's it's easy for controlled production, mm-hmm. um, not a living soil. Right. Right. So yeah. you, you can't even introduce the amount of biology required for that kind of production mm-hmm. to the cocoa without mm-hmm. having another base in there. Mm-hmm. So it's great for controlling your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and especially with the nutrients, right? You got to be on your game with cocoa and nutrients, right? Yeah, on your game. The yeah. drainage, the the runoff, everything is yeah. it's it's all relative to the sure to the grow. Mm-hmm. With your guy's gift, do do you have farms still trying to recycle it like I did? There are some farms okay. um, that recycle their soil every year. Yeah. You know, yeah. we definitely have, our blends are capable of being recycled. Sure, we and we make a product called Boost, 
Which, I saw that, mm-hmm. which is fairly um, new, out, but yeah. it's been out for about a year. Is that is that for reamending? It is. It's for reamending and refreshing the soil. Could someone like me use that and not have to think about it? Absolutely. That's exactly why it's developed. That's what I'm doing this year. And so <laughs> we don't. If, if, if you're the type of person that doesn't want to come in and buy 15 50 pound bags of ingredients, yeah, and you just want to buy one 50 pound bag yeah. to reamend two yards of soil. Right. Well, it, is for you, yeah. it can even get crazy, like, you know, down to earth. I use down to earth dries, right? They're yep. really good. Um, but even then you can end up with five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten boxes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, Boost is the same nutrient package that Guy's Gift has in it. Oh, awesome. Put into a product. Right. Nice. That's what I'm doing. Done. Done. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, when I I don't know, should I go another year with that? Or should I just get new new soil now? Are you on your third season? This will be my this will be coming up on the third season, yeah. I would check your drainage and make sure uh-huh. it's still draining well. Uh-huh. And if it's still draining well, then using Boost is appropriate. Hmm. Interesting. And if it's not draining well enough, then I would buy more Gaia's gift. Okay. And why wouldn't it be draining well? It's because it's breaking like down into breaking clay. Down, or... Turning back into carbon. Yeah, absolutely. Your cocoa's not going to last forever. Sure. Your, your peat's going to disappear. Everything's going to turn back into earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point, uh, would it be doable to put like the balance of that soil in my regular garden that's in the ground? Like Absolutely. mix that right up into uh, the garden itself? There's, there's to... no point in wasting any soil. Right. Anytime. Right. That I was mean, my concern. It's, it's, it's like not I a product this... that you want to throw away. It, it shouldn't go into the dump ever. You know, you there should put be it, some use for it. Yeah. yeah. Around your trees. Well, not only that, your compost pile, whatever's necessary. Yeah. I also, I also thought about maybe, you know, uh, using it for other types of planting, like if, if it's flowers or, you know, pots yeah. for other things. Anything that requires a very shallow base mm-hmm. root right. that doesn't need a lot of drainage mm-hmm. or places to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, it's, it's perfect for that. Okay. Great. Yeah. Bulbs. Uh-huh. Great for that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, you were saying uh, the other two blends. Can you talk just a little bit about them, a little bit more? Uh, yeah. What they do, what they're used for, and the n- n- as much as you can about what's in them? Okay. Yeah, our Zen blend is um, the all-around blend, so to speak, the Zen blend. Why is it that? Because it gives you peace of mind. Okay. Right? You can just water it and not worry about it. Or you can feed it liquid nutrients. Interesting. Okay. So its NPK is light enough to allow liquid nutrients to do mm-hmm. their jobs. Mm-hmm but it's also available enough to not have to liquid feed if you don't want to, right? Sure. And so uh, cannabis being a high demand leafy green plant, it's going to want more nitrogen than the Zen blend has to offer, which is why the guy's gift is what it is. Right. But the Zen blend will allow, you know, you can do container plants with it. You can grow herbs in it, Mm -hmm. flowers, okay, anything, Mm -hmm. right? Sure, sure. Yeah. And then, even do indoor seed starts, whatever with it. It's light enough and got the drainage availability. Mm-hmm. So that you got guys give Zen blend and then the. And the cloud nine cloud nine. That's right. I keep yeah, the cloud absolutely. Nine. The cloud nine um, was was a fun one um, when they developed it. It's drained super fast. It uh, you, so if you're a liquid feeder wanting to feed multiple times a day, that's uh, the way to go. Right. No. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for 50 gallon drums just to not have to feed. <laughs> oh man. No, I, I, uh, I often wonder about people that want to feed extra because a lot of times those liquid newts have several bottles as well. Yes, they do. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the, the three part nutrients can be interesting. Are you, are you a liquid feeder? Um, or do you use not so much, not so much. What kind of, uh, if like you don't to, mind me asking, what kind of, uh, 
yeah, what kind of growth style do you? This year we did a nice mix. So I used um, essentials are mm -hmm. always a part of my regiment. Um, there's a, it's essentials 101. I'm not sure if they're grown by Nova Grow or essentials at this point. <laughs> they went through a recent hiccup change or something. Uh -huh. um, anyway, yeah, essentials 101 is a, is a good base for me. I, I use that as a one of the only liquids I use. Interesting. And uh, it's it's great for um, general health. Uh huh. Okay. Um, we used Boost okay. in, our, in our soils uh -huh. this year. Um, I amended with uh, Gaia's Gift and then added Boost mm -hmm. um, on top of that. Mm -hmm. So made it a little hotter. Mm -hmm. um, so it went a little farther. And I also used Good With Organics Bloom and Bricks, mm -hmm. which are products that are in development currently and should be released at the end of the season. They um, did so very you're the well. tester? Um, one of the <laughs> testers. Not the only tester. There's, okay. there's several people testing their products. Um, and they did very well. But... Yeah, it was uh, all organic, no sprays this year. Uh huh. So it was um, pretty cool. We used all biologicals, um, lace wings and assassin bugs, mm -hmm. and occidentalist mites and californicus mites, and depending on the humidity. Okay. So, and did did the biological controls work well? Uh, they did. They actually did. Um, I can't say it was any less expensive than using sprays. Okay. In fact, I think it was a little more um, on the pocketbook heavy. Uh on the biological yeah yeah i think it is too one second um i got eagle green farms asking uh and this is probably an important one is um can you get totes of boost locally where are they located <laughs> if they're still on uh eagle green farm if you're still on uh where are you locally we'll wait for him to answer so getting back to that i gotta get to this then with your biologicals you didn't do any sprays no sprays Good for you. Well done. It was our first year and it was a challenging. I we bet. wanted to twice. There was two points where we were like, we got a spray. Yes. Like, no, don't and do let it. me guess. It was aphids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Great guess, man. That has become such an issue since the hemp farms moved in. It has. I'm not pointing fingers, but man, the, the what has it been three years now? Yeah. And this year was not as bad as last year. It wasn't. Last year was before talent burned down last year, we would walk out in front of talent health club and they would be just like, it was clouds of wow. swarm. Like you could just see the little flyers around yeah. and uh, it was bad, bad, bad last year. Um, this year was not as bad. Like you said, it I wasn't. still dealt with them though. Yes, we still dealt with them. That's right. And you so know, what the did green you lace use? wings love to eat them. Do they? I've heard yeah, that. And they so do. they actually keep them under control. They do. If you're, um, you know, Arbico did a great job of keeping us on point. Uh -huh. You know, you, you sign up for their monthly program. Uh -huh. That's the easiest non-worry-free system. You just sign up, cough up the money, <laughs> and just do it. Just you do know, it, the yeah. assassin bugs did great too. You know, I got those naturally this year. Nice. That's I walked out. They'd never seen them before. I took a picture of them because I'm like, oh, God, what do I got now, right? Yeah. Take a picture, get it identified. They're assassin buzz. I'm like, yes. That's right. It is. Must they're, mean I got a bunch of garbage in there, though. Like, well, hey, if they're showing up, there's something to eat. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No, and those are cool little creatures. You know, they they eat anything pretty much um, that is of the appropriate size, mm -hmm. right? And uh, they even have little sticky legs, so they'll collect cool eggs and spider mites and stuff. Even they may not eat the spider mites so much, but they'll collect them on their legs. I see. Kind of. Kind of <laughs> take them through the larva. And but I'm going to ask this again. They were actually able to keep it under control. They were. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's we, amazing. We used ladybugs too. You yes. Because they're big aphid eaters. They too. are. I Okay. So I use both. I don't use lace wings. I do use 
ladybug. I'm going to use lace wings now, but I do put out, uh, um, I think it's more for myself, but like the, the mantis, I put out praying mantis. They do do, they'll eat anything, especially as they get bigger. But I think it's more for fun. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> but I do ladybugs and they do eat a lot. But man, just I've never been able to get enough. You know, it's mostly at like the end of the year when I don't want to spray. Yeah. So I'll switch from spraying after veg and then, you know, following up with biologicals. Um, but I it, towards the end, man, those aphids, it starts getting like, oh, I see the pressure coming. I see the pressure coming. <laughs> you do. You do. And it was nice to see the progression. Right, because yeah. we started with the the assassin bugs when they were in larval stage, mm-hmm. right, and then added more as as adults, and then added more as mm-hmm. as adults, and so we did the same thing with the green lace wings. So when the plants before they were still in their vegetative stage, it was just um, the larval stage, and so mm-hmm. then the the bugs get to grow with the plant, and as the the, the biologicals get bigger, they eat bigger pests. Interesting. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <clears throat> I do know uh, I interviewed a farm uh, Cloudwave Organics up in um, uh, they're up in towards Portland. They're totally reliant on biologicals and they've been successful as well. I don't know how they do it. Um, per, I don't forgive me for saying it wrong, but cucumeras, cucumeras. That's one of those. Close, right? Someone says you can say it, say it any way you want. Right. Yeah. Cucumer. I don't know. Cucumeras. We use those. Those will work really well mm-hmm. for like, because we get uh, common in our our area that we grow is um, obviously the the aphids, but um, the um, not leaf miners, thrips, okay. thrips. It seems like those are just they must live in the area because they just right. never go away. Uh, uh, but the cucumeris, man, they just hang up a couple sachets. Is that what they say, sachets? Yeah. And they're gone. They're gone. They take care of them well. Just seems like the thrips have, you know, always got a backpack on with a spider mite in it. <laughs> that's right. You know, you're bringing their bros in or something. <laughs> yeah. The, that's the, the green lace wings for us did that. It took care of the thrips too. Th- that is awesome. Right. I'm going to, I'm really going to have to look into that. For sure. And it was the, uh, I think we fought off uh, the russet populations with, with the Californicus and the, the, uh, the Occidental. You got some russets this year? Um, Not so much. Not so much. Um, we didn't actually see any. Yeah, I, it's signs been, or colonies, but we we bought the bought sure. the preventative mites oh, anyways. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We didn't no, want to. No, you don't want to deal with any of that. Right. I, I've noticed that the last few years, like when we first started growing in the area, like five six years ago, spider mites, thrips, and all the commons were were prevalent. But it seems like recently, like spider mites and stuff like that have kind of died down and been taken over by the aphid situation and thrips stuff like that. But it seems that way. Um, the only place but I you don't want to get it anyway. Actual spider mite teaming was in my greenhouse on one strain, uh-huh. and it was uh, just seemed to be like they liked that plant. <sighs> it makes you wonder, man, because it happens like that sometimes. Yeah, Same with the aphids. I went to a farm and saw whole plant. I mean, in the middle of a field, one plant covered, all the rest right by it. Not really. Right. It's like wow. That's, I don't know. Well, that's where the nest is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, flamethrower that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, for sure. Uh, oh, and to answer you uh, for Eagle Green Farms, he's an Eagle Point. I should have known oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's How many you want? <laughs> yeah, I should have known that, Eagle Green. I'm sorry. Buy them this week. They're 20% off. Oh, there you go. 20. Are they really? <laughs> yes. 20% off. 20% off this week. Yeah, so I got to so get mine too. <laughs> get your totes this week, you guys. You have till Wednesday. All right, you hear that? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> All right, so, oh, back to the bugs then. Did you get anything else? No. You know, that was that was about it. Just saw some 
some aphids and some spider mites. Um, I had a beautiful orb spider. So that was, that's cool. That's awesome. You know, that's cool. out in the crop and doing good, taking you care did, of the plants. And you said you, uh, you, um, purposely put out, uh, assassin bugs. Yes. So you can buy those too. You can buy those too. Yeah. That's awesome. Those, sure. those guys are kick ass. They are. I mean, they eat so many different <laughs> yeah. pests. But they it's, bite, right? They can bite you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. No, wear gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually get bit by any that I know of, but. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I, I get hives when I put my hands on the plants anyway, so. You know, um, I often wonder, when you mention that, I often wonder if that hasn't come from, like, the major, like, we're really up in the THC, the the those counts and and the actual trichomes like the like there's some flower that you get that's grown like indoors oh yeah that is just i mean like so my wife is working out at heroes heroes of the farm do you know them not familiar okay great indoor growers amazing indoor growers but their strains when you're when you're bucking down and it's dry and everything is so resiny right that it, it gets in the air gets on your skin pretty soon you're itching and it's like i wonder if it's you know if it's because we've taken the plant to such extreme levels that it's starting to cause allergic reactions more and more and more just because of the like right. sheer amount of well i think anything of stuff that gets on your skin that's not supposed to be there is going to cause a cause a reaction yeah you know? but like, like those sticky trichomes on your skin you know it's like having syrup on your skin and it, it it really is it's and get caught in your hair and then as soon as you rub it and press it against your pores it's gonna clog it right right, right. So. well and then just it's almost like dust when you when you get inside and you're you're trimming plants that are really resinous they, oh, it yeah. almost gets like dust and it just gets in your sinuses and yeah oh yeah no i've seen the bottom of a trim bin <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh but you know she working out there she's never we you know we've consumed cannabis for i me for 30 years she's got 20 in never had any really allergic issues mm -hmm. until yeah. recently with just the yeah amazing I, you know, stuff. And i don't get so many issues with the um intake or consumption of it just mm. uh put just my hands in it yeah, just and it only seems to be on the forearms you but, grow yeah. good weed uh, i must yeah that's <laughs> any strains stick out in your garden this year oh the dosi -si dough stuck out real good did it yeah it uh was very reminiscent of indoor um got real nice and hard real danky real musty uh yeah i can't good I, stuff can't finish one yeah you know that's the i'll tell you one thing about genetics is that they they will make or break you right out the gate i mean i've you've got to have the right genetics you do and I mean, especially it's, it's completely different game almost it is you know and that, that gets into the to the next webinar coming up that we're doing uh, the quality okay. versus quantity oh the yeah webinar, you know you guys uh, haven't done that yet we haven't done that Which, yet. when is that it's a uh, december 8th okay december so plug 8th that real 4 quick. 4 p.m pacific so yeah quality versus quantity webinar we do one uh, monthly for the learning series the learning lab from good earth organics and this month in December is going to be quality versus quantity, where we get into the conversation about growing methods and which marketplace you're growing for. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like one I want to get into, though. I have to yeah, register for that. Absolutely. That's free, right? It is free. That's awesome, man. Who leads that? I do. Wow. Yeah, I lead the webinar. Dang. Jack it's of a, all trades. Something new, getting into it. You know, I did mm -hmm. my first one last month uh, about Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, that's available at our YouTube. Great. Great. And can you get to the links through your website? 
Um, I believe so. Yes, if you just uh, it's in a blog on the blog page. Mm-hmm. That is awesome, man. That's really cool. Are you guys going to continue that? We are. Yeah, it's going to be a, a monthly thing. How long does that take? Will it, you do one for me? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it depends on the subject. Um, oh, okay. Oklahoma is alive. I had a pretty easy time doing because we just gotten back from Oklahoma. So it was easy to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, quality versus quantity. It's been on my mind for, I don't know, 10 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you got something to so say. I got something to say. That's so it's, good. Uh, it's taken a little bit longer than, than the, the last webinar did. But but yeah, no, it's going to be a great discussion. We're going to talk about the, the, the adult use market. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the medical market. And okay. we're going to talk about the free market. And where you fit in. And where you fit in. Right. So there... Uh, saying quantity versus quality that's not necessarily a negative versus a positive right is that it, just where you fit i think it used to be considered a negative versus a positive yeah but i don't think you can do that anymore and right. i think that's why we're going to have that discussion that's cool you know you can't classify somebody who grew 100 pounds as somebody who didn't grow quality cannabis mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can't classify somebody who only grew one plant as somebody who grew quality cannabis <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great discussion. Yeah, it's true that that it, I'm going to I'm hitting it up, man. So I'm registering before you leave today. Right on. <laughs> uh, so I, I, this might sound silly, too, but this just popped in my head. Have you had any feedback about growing in your soil like guys uh, with autos? You know, we did a few autos. I haven't had any feedback from customers, Okay, but I can give you a little personal. Feedback. Sure. We grew some autos um, in Gaia's gift and they did great, but I don't think it's the right medium for auto flowers. Mm-hmm. I think it has too much nitrogen carryover for when they want to flower and they just flower too fast mm-hmm. for, for, for Gaia's gift. I okay. think a Zen blend would be a more appropriate. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you said that. And, and okay. Cause you're probably actually wasting some nutrients too, aren't you? Yeah. I don't think you're using, making, making use of them. No, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't think, uh, auto flowers need nutrients no personally yeah and and, you know they're gonna do what they're gonna do yeah if if you're gonna feed it some bloom great harden those nugs please harden those nugs yeah no i the reason i asked that is because just our recent uh interview with atlas we talked about autos and techniques for growing autos because they can be an issue they Mm -hmm. can be a pain and if you don't you can't necessarily grow them like a photo plant no. When it comes to the what nutrients you give them and when you give them and the mediums and yeah, you know, if especially if you're using organics, re- mm-hmm. true scratching right. organics in right. your soil, right? Like if you're getting ready to bloom with an autoflower and you're scratching in now, you're gonna be harvested before those things even kick in. So yeah, let's you know, autoflowers are such an intricate grow. It's a its own beast. Yeah, I just don't see it going away though. I I really see people continuing to push it until it gets those THC levels into the, you know, low twenties. Right. Um, and, and get some kind of genetics that actually can be fairly reliable, you know, for people to, to grow on scale for sure. Um, I don't know. Um, I've tried them myself and I'm just like everybody else. I I don't do well. (laughs) Yeah. No, the autos we grew were just so inconsistent, Mm -hmm. you know, um, even the same, exactly seed right you know just one with five branches one with three branches yeah. one with no branches you yeah. know like, two foot three foot four foot right I, like I, what are we doing here guys you know and, and then I, I take cuttings off of one mother mm. and i have a whole consistent 24 row crop you right know what i mean like all right. 12 by 12 by 14 and look like golf balls and they're all the same you know what i mean and it's like okay so i it's hard for me to 
It is. Speak to the validity of autoflower. I know. Let alone no, wanna... It's a conversation I like to have with different people just because of that. Like, I don't see it going away, but it's got to find that people are going to have to manipulate those genetics until they have some sort of, like I said, to scale. Cause like you said, you can't throw a field out there and hope, yeah. just hope for the best. No. You know, and then half it, your field's done. The other half still right. going. In, in fact, don't, if listeners, please don't do that to your neighbors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, I wanted to always toy with them because I know you can fit them in with a photo part of the season. Like if you're doing outdoor, you can fit them in in like early spring, late fall or early fall, say, and still get a couple extra little crops out. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, it's I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to have some reliable genetics. That's what they're working on, though. You so. would. And so, out of the genetics that we grew, autoflower, there was only one I even wanted to ingest personally. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. And, uh, did it get you high? It did. Oh, good. Yeah, and it tasted good, smelled oh, okay. good, but good. it was the only one out of the bunches that actually mm -hmm. had the nose and the flavor and mm -hmm. passed all the mm -hmm. the cannabis tests. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just so people know, like with the vegetables and stuff, like people are, I've seen the feedback on your social media and stuff. People are claiming the, the big vegetables, healthy, tasty, all of it. So when it comes to vegetables, that's already in the bucket. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, that's, if you're going to invest said. in good soil to grow yeah. great vegetables, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, and then, <clears throat> so we talk about auto, we talk about photo. Okay. Uh, just so you know, too, he, Eagle Green says you can put a fan behind you when you're when you're trimming. <laughs> Keep that stuff away, <laughs> from, that stuff away from you. I don't trim you, anymore, bro. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> no, the only trimming I do, man, is my own stuff. Right. And even then, I find it like harvest is so bittersweet because you're like, okay, I'm going to have this bounty and it's going to be great and the smells and the looks. Mm -hmm. and, the, yeah. and then, but mostly it's trimming. That's right. <laughs> and you're like, oh. So I just leave my personal weed in the bag long enough to where it trims itself. Do you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do that. I'll pull like certain buds and set them to the side and let them do their own thing right. while the bulk of it's going for sure. Right. But I've wanted to try the cannon brush. I haven't tried that yet. Cannon brush? Yeah, they got this nice little silicone brush now. A brush. <laughs> brush down the leaves and stuff. Not nice. keep all your weed intact without putting scissors on it. I haven't seems tried like one yet, but seems like you're pushing trichomes around though. Eh, maybe, but not maybe not as much as a machine or a bag. But yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah you look at you look at a trimmed bud under from a machine, and it just mm -hmm. you, you look at a microscope, and it just looks like a forest been cleared. Yeah. just <laughs> right. It's, but yeah. it's not over. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, fortunately for me. Um, I grew, do all the growing and my wife, all she does is she, she does the, the skirting or whatever you want to call it, lollipopping, skirting, whatever. And then the trimming, I got it made. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, no doubt about it. But you do your own trimming? Um, only what I smoke. Uh, right. Only what I smoke, and that yeah. just gets rubbed off in the bag. That just gets rubbed <laughs> off in the bag. That's right. <laughs> you're not picky. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Especially when you're growing that dosy dose, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be picky about. Yeah. Yeah. Comes out good off the plant. So once you get, uh, you know, distribution set up and stuff, uh, like in the Oklahoma and the East Coast areas and stuff, are you guys going to push beyond the national borders? Can you do that even? We can right now we're not looking at international shipping so much we have um some of our soil over in uh, costa rica i believe we had a customer over there who purchased all the ingredients to build it um somebody who used to live in this area who didn't couldn't get access to good soil at all and so being somebody we knew and trusted we sent him ingredients so it's he, building his own form of the soil over there gotcha um 
but yeah, as far as we'd love to go international one day, but uh, right now we're just focusing on the 50 states. So how much does that mix cost? Like is like the KFC, like 36 by seasoning um, thing yeah. where they got it locked so, up and like, like a safe and you can't get to it. And the only one person knows the combo and <laughs> then it has yeah. to have a three people have to turn the key. And <laughs> right. Yeah. There's how much uh, is it worth? Can, can I buy it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no, uh, no, All you right. can't buy it, but you, you can welcome to buy the soil, right? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, that's available, <laughs> but if you want to talk about setting up a, a manufacturing facility, uh -huh. you know, we can get you an NDA, sit down and talk about it at, <laughs> okay. the, at the conference table. <laughs> it's funny. Eagle green said, uh, you can buy his can of brush. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. He just says you can buy it. Right on. <laughs> I didn't know they existed. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, that's something interesting I haven't played is, with yet. Is that, uh, you said it's silica? It is, yeah. Pretty soon it's, they're going to have like gloves. Dude, it's just, just like just a basting like brush. Handle it. You know, like the like the dog brush, right? That's what I mean. Burn. You just have yeah. a, and you just, just rub it in your down hands down. and oh, done. Just go to the pet store. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. A broom. Yeah. It looks marketing. like a baster. It's huge. <laughs> it looks like a, like, you know, you used to barbecue, put your basting stuff on. That's right. I'll have to, have to post this to see if any of the listeners have a speed trimming. Wow. Hmm. Very interesting. Wow. But then, yeah, you don't get that. You don't get the, uh, Right. The scissor hash. <laughs> uh, do, do you smoke scissor hash? Oh, yeah. yeah it's, right it's, on. it's painful. It is. <laughs> it's very painful. It'll get you high. It will, for sure. <laughs> very tasty, kind of. Yeah, great for the metabolism. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So what is the future this year? What you got? You got the, so you got the crowdfunding. Um, you're, you're starting to get your distribution to the East Coast now mm -hmm. and, and covering places. And then you guys have got, you've got this whole uh what is it? The webinar, not webinar, but the, what do you call them? Yeah. The webinars, the webinars. Yeah. Okay. So you got those going. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. So people can check out your blog for that stuff, right? Is they that can, Yeah. We'll right be, right okay. on the website, goodearthorganics.com, mm -hmm. just the, the blog and every webinar will be posted as a blog post as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. They'll also be available <laughs> on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Is there other stuff on your YouTube? Um, there's a few other things, you mm -hmm. know, um, there's Mechanicon setup. There's a good time we had at the jet boats. There's um, some testimonial videos from some of our customers, things mm -hmm. like that. That's cool. You know, there's a Seed Invest um, Hero video for mm -hmm. anybody wanting to learn okay. about, you know, investing into the company, stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, as far as uh, fun content, we're getting a lot of that coming up. And so our, our next uh, exploratory adventure is going to be an indoor grow inside of a gorilla tent with LED lights. Um, so thank you, you know, gorilla grow tents and mm -hmm. kind LED. And uh, we're going to be using all... Um, all of our competitor soils in little um, four by four plexiglass wow. boxes, right? So you're going to get to see the root growth and everything and um, all the soils side by side by side by side. That's like interesting. an actual legitimate side by side growth trial, indoor, fully controlled. That's, that's the only way to do it, man. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's, uh, that's awesome. Using all the same that. strain, right? Yeah. So like cuttings be, from the same? Um, seeds. Seeds from the same. Would you suggest using cuttings instead? Well, I mean, the only th if you're trying to keep it controlled, I would only because seeds, you know what? Right. You're going to get 15 different. Right. I don't knows, know. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Good point. Good point. I don't know. Yeah. No, it'd be much more uh, controlled with cuttings. For sure. I, yeah. So maybe I'll pop one seed or a bunch of them, get one. Right. Take the cuttings off. Yeah. 
do a pheno hunt and then do your <laughs> no right, I'm just, yeah, we're not trying for a year here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> marty six months in <laughs> honestly though i'm a seed guy you know right. i grow from seed all the time this year i mainly because every time i take in a cut i have to it's just too much work it's usually right. got a bug of sorts i got to quarantine i got to clean make sure blah 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 so i don't usually do that i don't mind pheno hunting i don't mind having 100 plants to find three i don't mind right. um i'm lucky enough to have access to genetics though like you can't just do that if you're out of pocket all the time you can't right. buy 100 seeds like that and and then exp i get that but um still i'm a seed guy i took in clones this year and I took in, um, and I'll keep this simple. I took I took a, a couple clones in from HSO, you know, the Humboldt Seed Organization, right. and then I took in clones from Bigfoot. Okay, I would recommend if you ever want to buy clones to go through Bigfoot. Um, you know, I, I had some problems with a couple of the clones uh, from one of the companies, but uh, it was expected problems, you know. But with the other ones, I didn't. You know, okay. um, did you have to quarantine anything? And w one set I did, one set I didn't. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I scope them out real well. And when you got a little clone, man, you can right. scope the shit out of them. Oh yeah, and tell mostly everything. Pretty much, um, unless it's in the soil and you're not getting in the soil. But I mean, like most of the time, you can catch everything. And uh, no, so on the one set, I did not have to quarantine anything. They were beautiful, lovely. Man, they came out fire. Very good. Sweet skunk. Um, let's see. A mimosa. You ever right. had mimosa? Yeah, I grew oh. mimosa this year. Did Very you? impressed. Yeah. Oh my God, me too. It's one of my favorite morning streams. Yes. Yes. It's one of my favorites. Thing is, I got these clo these clones mid mid summer. Right. So they only came out like, you know, so big, you know, two, three foot high and not, you know, so it's wide. Okay. It's okay, That's but better I just for didn't controlling have the quality. It is. It is. They came out beautiful. That sweet skunk, man. It smells just like just like back in the 90s when they had that roadkill it was it's good the mimosa was great i got one called chili verde chili verde very cool have you have you read that uh -huh. one uh it really was spicy like it really had like a spicy mexican feel to it like nice. food mexican feel. Wow. it was really good uh and then what was the other one we got uh i can't remember oh skittles skittles very cool with a z Skittles with a Z. Right. And uh, it was good. I'm impressed. That's my wife's favorite strain. It actually came out just like we thought it would. Very cool. In Fruity terms of the terps. And, yeah, yeah. Right. Cool. Which is really different. Yeah. Know? Tasting really. the rainbow for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you, uh, what else did you grow? You said. Um, this year we had the. Uh, the the, the do, -Si -Do. Do, do the mimosa, uh -huh. the, the Blue City Diesel. Oh, good. Um, so that turned out really well. Do you like that one? Um, love it. It's a beautiful strain. Did um, they grow all from seeds? No. Those were clones. clones. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, we, our frosted cherry cookies were from seed this year. Yeah. Um, so you don't care either way. You're not necessarily a seed guy. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, I don't have a preference either way. I just like to um, choose the strains. And then um, if they're seeds, I'd like to grow the mother and then clone off the mother and put the, those in sure. there. You know, it's just consistency. So do your own, do you do your own pheno hunts? Every now and then. Yeah. When I have the time. <laughs> Right. And the seeds. And the seeds. <laughs> well, seeds are easy to come by, you know, in, in my industry. Yes, I, that's true. I get seeds all the time. Right. Whether or not we want to use those genetics that are just gifted to us or not is another story, right? Yeah, that's what I was getting at earlier. Like, you got to really be on point with your genetics because you can be the best grower in the world. You know, you mm -hmm. can be the master grower you claim to be and still end up with a crappy or less than mids product. 
Mids, right. Mids. Yeah. And no, it's so like, we definitely ah! dive into the whole mids discussion. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Coming up. Yeah, and it's that's it's quite the discussion too, you know. I mean the majority of cannabis produced in the world is mids. Yes. You know, whether it's grown indoor, outdoor, or not. And it really does make you like I don't mind paying a couple hundred dollars for a pack if I'm going to get the elite um genetics. Right. You know, because uh, this is a complete difference. Um, I grew a couple this year that just came out midzy because uh, uh, because of the fact that uh, the genetics were less than they were supposed to be something good. Right. But well, they it, that gets into the, the, the seeds, right? Like uh, our frosted cherry this year is a little midzy. You know what I mean? Compared to the, the rest of the. the right. The and you're like, but I grew. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. Right? It's just it's genetics. You know what I mean? It's like these seeds were not, you know, purchased from a genetic company that yeah. is doing their due diligence to make sure that everything is, you know, hybrid and crossed back to F2 and et cetera. And, right. You know, they're just seeds. I often wonder too, if the person has created the strain again, like some people, I have a lot of people say, Oh, or breeders even say, well, if, if I want, I can just make a GMO or I can, right. you know, or, you know what I mean? I can get the two, the two lineages that they made originally with GMO. I'll get those. And then I can make that GMO. And it's like, I, I guess, you can yeah um but is it proven is it crossed back well no but i often wonder how things get diluted because like you'll have like a gmo from say like uh uh, focus north (sighs) knock you in the dirt with both the thc and the terpenes but then you get it from x company right and it's supposed to be gmo kind of tastes like it kind of is it makes you right. wonder like did they make their own gmo or did they just get where did that crap cut come from right exactly they're not getting it from the other breeder right yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's the that's the thing there's like how many breeders do we have now compared <laughs> to how many breeders we had i don't know get on ig exactly <laughs> everybody's like, a everybody's breeder. a breeder <laughs> for sure it's, i'm not a breeder Oh, I remember what I was going to ask you. So cuttings now. So you want to put cuttings in what? Cloud nine, Zen blend. What would it's going to go in cuttings? Definitely going to go into um, cloud nine or Zen. Okay. Right. Um, especially just to start if they're fresh off the plant mm-hmm. and you're just, you're not putting them in a cloner. Right. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. yeah cloud nine or Zen old blend. school dirt doing it. Yeah. It, okay. For sure. And that'll be okay. Right. Um, little insider secret, um, tiger stripe genetics and myself, we both use like a 50, 50 mix. Mm-hmm. of the cloud nine and the Gaia's gift interesting and on then, cuttings uh, on cuttings so then mm. it gives it the the npk as well as the drainage mm-hmm. and just kind of lightens up the mix makes it more airy um and then they just kind of tend to wait until they're ready to use the npk versus sitting in all the hotness mm-hmm. we just lighten up the, the guy's gift there okay so um, why don't we go ahead and just end with uh plugging all your stuff so how we can great. find you how we can get a hold of you, your IG, wherever YouTube, just plug all that stuff. And then sounds good. So pretty much everything is at Good Earth Organics Soils. Um, Twitter is at Good Earth Oregon, um, O-R, Good Earth O-R. Um, our YouTube is Good Earth Organics. Okay. And uh, GoodEarthOrganics.com is pretty much where you could find anything else. Mm-hmm. Including like the uh, crowdfunding and stuff like that. Including correct? the crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. There's links to everything right there on the um, website, GoodEarthOrganics.com. Okay. On that, uh, on those products, what was it? The, um, the guy's gift? Yeah. The no, Zen Blend, no, the Cloud9, and the, the Boost. The Boost. The Boost. The boost. I'm hooking up the Boost. That's right. Yeah, that Boost is a great product man yeah i think i'm gonna take and just take out the regular 30 percent this year put that in my garden you know till that in my garden and then reintroduce more gaias and, and some boost 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, using fresh guys every year. It can't be beat. Um, mm-hmm. But reamending with boost is a great alternative. Uh, so c- can I do both or you should can I do both? But yeah. I would be careful with your ratios of adding boost to Gaius. We did have um, a situation where too much was added at one point this year. And um, there was a lot of so gassing what, off and things like that. And so the nitrogen levels get up there if you start adding too much. Sure, sure. Would I be okay then just taking that now two-year-old soil though and just just using boost? Absolutely. Really? If your drainage is still appropriate, yeah, just using is. boost is good. Hmm. Interesting. So maybe I'll just do the boost then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then next year, look at soil. Okay. All right. So you you, you plugged all that and we, we talked about uh, uh, your website. So, you know, check them out there. I really appreciate you doing this, brother. Oh, I appreciate you having us on. It's nice to uh, revisit the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And check you guys out. I Like I said, we're going to continue to use your soils. Um, you know, so we, for sure, you've got yeah. our vote <laughs> right on. Well, we're, we're super happy to hear that. You know, we've got your list, your testimonial listed on the website oh, good. and all that stuff. So it's super um, appreciative that you're back in the product and, and all about the support. So that's, that's great. And we're all about supporting you guys as well. So anything we can do in the future to help with that, uh, please let us know. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, but yeah, as far as the products, definitely really good. I just want people to know that. So, and it, once you try it, you probably won't go back. I, I haven't had to even, I didn't even look at other soil anymore. Me neither. Like, like I'm already married. You know, it's got a ring on it. I just, ah, I'm, I'm busy. That's right. <laughs> married to that guy. This works so well. Want to think about that, Zen? Well, go, and go uh, sit on that cloud nine. Yeah. And, you know, having a good soil and good genetics, it's like you're almost there. That's right. And then you it's just need the, some skill. The best team, right? <laughs> skill and knowledge. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll guess, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. I'm Higher Peaks, and you've just listened to The Dirt Show. If you like this episode, please like, share, comment, and go to organrooted.com where you can subscribe to us on your favorite platform like iTunes, Pandora, or Spotify. Also check us out on our YouTube for videos and IG, Facebook, and Twitter for all our updates. Thank you for listening.